whether you want to be devoted and it asks you to go over that baggage and those responsibilities you feel that you have and basically says at the end of the day it's just you and God that's all going to be gone at the end of the day which is a very it's, it's very <laughs> like it yeah it almost like brings you to tears reading it yeah. like having to say it out loud when you read it and it can make you feel very lonely but it gives you a bit of perspective on what's important it gives you a perspective that it's not going to be there at the end. Mm. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Living Fullness. I'm Stina Constantine and joining me on the podcast today is my co-host Elise Drum. Each week you'll hear us have a chat about a range of topics from virtue to relationships, comments on cultural shifts and lessons that we learn as we go and so we're so excited to have you here with us. So sit back and enjoy being part of a conversation with a couple of friends. How are you going today, Elise? I'm going well, thanks. How are you, Stina? That's the way. I'm doing well. What have you been up to? Just been doing a lot of uni work, Mm. getting back into sport for the year. So, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. We've not had you on the podcast in a while now. Like We had you as as a guest back in the day. Yes. Yeah. You're a well-seasoned VM member nowadays, so... It's nice to have you back here. Thanks. Glad to be back. Thanks for joining me with... um, Padre pretty much disowning me this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice having someone else here. <laughs> so rude. He was going to be here, but he's been pulled away. Ministry's pulled him away elsewhere, which is okay. Hopefully we can manage without him. Yeah. Oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine, surely. <laughs> so topic of conversation today, we wanted to have a bit of a chat about the devout life and what the devout life is how we can actually embrace a life of devotion, um, who to. (laughs) So maybe starting with like maybe we should just sort of tease apart what the devout life actually means. Yeah, so the devout life is a concept. I actually first saw it on Instagram. Mm. There was an American Catholic influencer who had an Instagram and it kind of caught my eye one day and the Instagram name was Finding Philothea. And I had oh, no idea yeah. what that was. Yeah, yeah. So I, I looked it up and it was based on the devout life because the book written by Francis de Sales is addressed to Philothea, which mm. means devout one. And then one day in a bunch of books, I got given this book called <laughs> The Devout Life and the connection was made. And The Devout Life is essentially just a sort of holistic all full steam ahead approach to every aspect of your life being focused on devotion to God and his will Mm. in a nutshell Mm. in a nutshell yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but I mean that's a lot as well like it's encompassing our entire lives so who are we being devoted to and then like what does being devoted actually like what does that look like what does it mean for our lives yeah so devotion being to God yeah. and devotion to God. If you can, if you can put Him first, everything else should fall into mm. place behind Him. Mm. And so, I don't think you have to worry about if you're devoted to God about priorities not being correct. Because if you're practicing it the best you can, I think everything should fall into place pretty mm. well after that. Well, the first one was devoted. Who are we devoted to? But what is devotion? Like, what does that even look like? And yeah. I guess you, you've already sort of started to des- describe that is ordering God first like putting mm. God in our lives first and everything else falls into place mm. when mm. God is first in our lives yeah and I guess when we talk about like even as I say ordering God first like that sounds very militant it sounds very 
choleric. <laughs> but what I'm saying is love God first. Mm. And it's in it's intentional. It's mm. I think difference between devotion and just going along with what you've grown up with or what you're told to do. Devotion mm. is the internal like aligning your will even though it can be hard sometimes, is mm. wanting to do it, not doing it because you have to, mm. and then applying that practically yeah. without ordering God first and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That then makes me think about baggage. <laughs> <laughs> like it makes me think there's obviously stuff that we all carry mm. and stuff that a lot of us have learnt to let go of mm. but still might carry some things. So it is almost a, a calling to look back on what some of those things are too, like whether there's hang-ups or whether our faith journey has been one where we've opted in, whether we're, it's our choice or because that's just what family does, that's just what community does, so that's just what we do mm. as opposed to a relationship that we're in. Mm. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the – I went back through the book recently and was reading one of the reflections to someone else and I thought, oh, what's what's a good one to start with? Mm. And there's at near the beginning of the book, there's a reflection on on essentially why you were created and mm. it puts you through this meditation where you're essentially called to decide whether you want to be devoted and it does it it asks you to go over that baggage and those responsibilities you feel that you have and basically says at the end of the day at the beginning and at the end it's just you and god and mm. it even says to to married couples to people with responsibilities of families and all that sort of stuff that's all going to be gone at the end of the day which is a very it's, <laughs> it's very like it yeah it almost like brings you to tears reading it yeah. like having to say it out loud when you read it and it can make you feel very lonely mm. all of a sudden reading it but yeah it's a good way to I suppose approach that baggage is that in that it gives you a bit of perspective on what's important mm. and it makes you realize that even though you can't always run away from that stuff and you can't let it go in that it might try and follow you on this earth, it gives you a perspective that it's not going to be there at the end. Mm. So like a like a detachment exercise? Is it that is, what we, it yeah. is. It's mm-hmm. a detachment from, yeah, all those, all those things holding you back and mm. all those excuses that you have. Mm. Yeah, wow, that's kind of powerful. So I guess then when we're talking about making a choice, choosing, because we were talking just before and you were saying – that there's a there's a particular part in the book that was almost like a it's like a fork in the road. You have to mm. choose whether you proceed or not. Mm. Um, so there, like, there is an element, not an not just an element, but an overarching choice that we get to make mm. when it comes to devotion. We can all have our faiths, whatever faith that might be, but when we're talking about a relationship, it's a choice to choose to love someone. Yep. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And it's a choice at, at every moment. It's not mm. one. It's mm. all of them. <laughs> mm. So true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a one and done. It's an ongoing. If only. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> would make things a little bit easier. So I guess what would be some challenges then in living out? Because it, like, obviously it sounds really beautiful. It's inspiring. Mm. And it's something I think 
most people who want to love God will want in their lives, in our lives, but it's not easy mm. to live that out. So what might, what do you foresee might be some challenges that stand in the way of living a devout life? I think the biggest challenge is is answered with virtue, but the biggest challenge is the balance. Mm. It's the balance between, you know, you've got these things that seem good but can be conflicting at times, mm. such as, you know, standing up for justice and what's right, but also being humble and obeying superiors, which was mm. one in the book that I was reading through that I kind of grappled with because okay. I was sort of like, you know, there's, yeah, there's there's authority put here on earth, but I see so many areas where the authority have proven themselves unreliable and yeah, wrong. Yeah. And so when, yeah, you have those those conflicting, I suppose, duties, mm. deciding how to do that is probably one of the trickiest things in, in the devotion because you most of us can't just, we're not made to sort of just be like, we're not made to be of the world, but we're made to be in it. Mm. And so we can't say, oh, well, I'm just going to, chill out with God by myself in my house yeah. you have to I mean we could but yeah I mean yeah some people can do that but a lot of us can't and I think that's the that that is the hard the hard yeah. part is balancing and yeah which I suppose prioritizing God first but then prioritizing those duties after that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so there's an ordering of even other things in our lives as well mm. it's it's not just okay now that we've put God first everything else does fall into place, but there is a place that they fall into mm. and that those, there is an appropriate place that they should be. Mm. So even, you know, talking about duty, even thinking about a mum, you know, a, a mother of young children at home, well, her, her first duty is to be able to look after those children. It's mm. not good enough to be able to say, well, I'm going to go and spend three hours in prayer. Mm. Mm. Well, hang on, who's supervising those children then? Yeah. So there is both of those things are good. Mm. Spending time in prayer is good. Looking after the children is good. But there is an ordering that yeah. has to happen for it to be appropriate and, and actually good. <laughs> yeah. And just like the there's not a once like one time commitment. It's a constant choice that you have to discern. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose discerning where the like where you're being called to apply the devout mm. life in each decision is probably the constant obstacle. <laughs> mm, mm. And what do you then think of? Like if you have a challenge, what is something that people can think about to, to help them discern mm. how to, like how, how to live this out? Yeah. I suppose stepping back when you're not certain is probably the best point of call sometimes mm. if you not all situations give you that opportunity but if there is an opportunity to step back and not act straight away and decide um that can always be a good a good point of call the you know and a strong encouragement from from francis is to go to that authority or that other person or that spiritual director or that person you trust mm. and and ask their advice and not think that even though you've been told basically at the end of the day, it's you and God, you aren't, most of us aren't alone. Most mm. of us do have other people we can bounce off and get advice from. And sometimes they will help reaffirm what you already thought. And sometimes they'll just offer that new perspective. Mm. So yeah, you, you're still not totally alone. <laughs> no. And it's interesting too, because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what Padre likes to repeat all the time. It's terrible. He's not here and his voice is still here. <laughs> he likes to be able to repeat 
um, that no man is an island. Mm. And we're not called into that either. Like we're not called into a space of loving God and dismiss all of humanity. Like we've Mm. been called into loving God through Christ and our brothers and sisters. And like even the, the very basic of love God and love neighbor. It's not just one, it's both. So we're not meant to be without community or the people. When I say community, the relationships Mm. around us, we're not meant to be without those relationships anyway, even Mm. though we've just said a few minutes earlier that there is prudence and wisdom in exercising detachment (laughs) from all of those things, including the relationships Mm. that we have. But it's, it's the balance. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the balance. It's so true. It's yeah. the balance. Yeah. 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 Mm. The balance between being able to let go and have God as number one, but also to maintain relationships, mm. to love them. Yeah. And I suppose in the, in, like, in the example you gave of the mother mm. having this seeming conflict between the prayer and the, and the duties of taking care of her children, I suppose the thing that, I constantly forget is that your good works can be a prayer. You know, when you have that that conflict of work or study and prayer, if your duty is to be a mother or a student or um, a welder, you know, you can be praying through your work if you offer it up with the right intentions. So I suppose that's something that people should remember when pressure on them. 100%. Because I think sometimes we get stuck thinking prayer is only vocal. Yeah, or just like kneeling in a room yeah. with a candle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But prayer can be our actions as mm. well mm. if they're, if our intention is there for that. Mm. Mm. I love it. Love it. What difference do you think a devoted life actually makes? I think it's the the check yourself points, I mm. think. So there's, there's a whole lot of examples given within the book itself um, because it was designed for a whole range of people based on letters of spiritual direction Mm. so it points out a lot of very relatable moments in everyday life where we're called to be devoted in ways you wouldn't necessarily have thought Mm. so it it talks about you know interactions with friends who maybe don't have the same priorities and values as us it talks about basically when to shut your mouth and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it can be quite severe in how much we should check ourselves constantly throughout the day. So Severe um, as in like how often we should do it? Or? Um, so yeah, that and also I suppose the severity of like fall, kind of like the, the you should cut off your right arm before you let it, let it mm. um, cause you to sin sort mm. of thing. Yeah, okay. Um, oh, wow. So, in other words, you're telling everyone to go read this book, I'm assuming. Yeah, look, if I can read it, anybody can read it. <laughs> it has, it, yeah, it, it, tells, it tells you to constantly check yourself yeah. throughout the day. And, um, yeah, it's, there'll, there'll be at least one or two things that, that you, you think, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Or uh, does he really mean that? Like this was written in early 1600s. <laughs> and you do need to exercise, again, that balance in applying it to everyday life. But, yeah, just taking the message on for what it is mm. um, just sort of reveal to you something that you've been slack on that you didn't realise. Yeah. 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 And I guess something else you were saying before too that 
I think is important that we have to mention because we are, after all, a virtue ministry initiative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it is the part of virtue because mm. that is the, the practical yep. of how we live a devout life is it comes down to having those the priorities ordered right and having them um, in the right manner, making sure God is first, making sure that we're not trying to do things on our own. Mm. We have people around us that we're trying to love. But then it comes down to the practicals of day to day, which is just lived out habitual goodness. And yeah. That's virtue. Yeah. And if it's if there's virtues that you don't understand or there's scenarios you don't know how to deal with, be proactive and don't think oh, I've got to yeah, like you said, struggle through it by yourself. Find mm. find a book, find a resource, find someone who knows a bit more about it and, you know, be diligent. Yeah. And proactive. Yeah. And courageous to yeah. even go and ask. Yeah. Like, I think we have a lot. I, I certainly hear from lots of people individually who will come up and say, oh, yeah, I've thought about X, Y, Z for years, but I've just haven't asked anyone about it. Well, why not? Because yeah. like I didn't, I felt stupid or I was going to be embarrassed. Like mm. everybody else knows, but I don't know. What? Yeah. Just go and ask someone, like pull someone aside. If there's a particular, particularly if there's a particular virtue that you struggle with or you see somebody else excel in, mm. go and ask them about it. Like, hey, I noticed this particular thing in you. You do this really well. Talk to me. Like, yeah. Talk to me about what that is in you. Mm. Talk to me about how you cultivated that. There might be one or two things you can learn. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to someone the other day who there was a certain, um, I suppose, ethical issue that had come up for them and they'd always, they'd always known where – they sort of stood on it, but they didn't know enough of the background information to be able to talk. And then the, the, the opportunity presented itself for them and they sort of said, you know, I feel like I need, you know, that there's a moral duty for me to do something here, but they weren't really equipped with the information mm. to, to make, um, I suppose, informed comments or um, suggestions. Mm. And so they were left kind of floundering with the opportunity missed mm. um, and, that's going to happen to us at one stage, but yeah. it shouldn't happen, you know, much more than once. Or if it does, have learn something from it. Yeah, yeah, learn something from it and don't let the next opportunity pass you by. Mm. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. So I guess that's the introduction to Devout Life by Francis de Sales. And there's lots of different copies out there that you can find. It's not one that is, you know, out of print. No, not <laughs> so at all. It's one that you can go and look up. Um, you've got a very like nice little version of it, which I've not seen before. No, normally ones I see are quite big. Yeah, this was first edition of this one was published in 1953. Whoa. So <laughs> she's an old one, this one. Yeah, a nice size one. So go and pick up a book um, and see if there's, you know, a couple of things that you can learn. From that, before we end this week's episode, we'll do a truth, beauty, and goodness. Is there a particular one that you've got? Yes. I attended the installation of the new Bishop of Newcastle, Maitland. Mm. Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony, beautiful thing to be a witness to. And it was such a beautiful moment, not for, like, the big grandeur of it, but to sit there and, and see it was kind of – symbolic being on St. Patrick's Day and <laughs> him being from a very Irish 
Catholic family and seeing them all sitting there mm. so proud of him up there and it was just a beautiful thing to sort of see like the fruits of a good faithful family yeah. um, and how far they can come and and how many people they can affect just through you know living their faith and yeah being such a beautiful family so that yeah. was yeah amazing to see oh that was Bishop Kennedy yes he was one of ours until he was stolen from us <laughs> yeah. But very, very exciting. What was your truth, beauty and goodness? Ah, for me this week, it was a, this particular moment that I had where I was doing this book study with this particular friend and we were talking about, you know, discernment and asking, like purifying our attention, intentions and figuring out what we actually are desiring and mm. bringing that to God. And I just said to her, look, I just got to this point where I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like I'm fluffing around with all these words. Like, God, oh, just give me the clarity to know and give me the grace to do your will. Like mm. simple. Let's just go back to absolute basics. And I just said it and her phone rang and she answered the phone call and it was her dad on the phone and she just sort of said to dad, oh, dad, I'm just with someone at the moment. Do you mind if I call you back later? And it's like, of course, yeah, no worries. And then she proceeded to tell me that this adult friend of mine, her and her dad call like every week. They have a phone conversation every single week. And so I'm sitting here going, that is really sweet. Just – and for me, listening to her conversation with her dad, it was like God was almost communicating to me that, Stina, all you have to do is just ask. I will pursue you. Mm. Like don't mm. don't worry about you having to do anything else. Mm. You don't even – all you have to do is bring me your desire. Know your desire and bring it to me. I will pursue you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just this little beautiful – little beautiful counter and witness in yeah. this friend. And she had no idea. She's yeah. like, she's, yeah, she didn't know that something was happening for me as she's answering a phone call with her dad. And like, but yeah, it was one of those moments. So. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Really, really lovely. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another week on this podcast on the living fullness podcast. Thanks, Emily, Emily. Oh my gosh. Thanks Elise, for joining us on the podcast here for co-hosting this episode with me. Been fun. Been my pleasure. Yeah. You will see Elise again. Well, you won't see Elise. You'll hear from Elise again pretty soon. So make sure you jump back on then. But as always, until next time, know of our love and prayers. Bye.